ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the closed traffic podcast it is absolutely fantastic to be here with each and every one of you again hope you all are well wherever you're listening to today's podcast from or this episode of the podcast we'll talk about uh, sort of the difference between when we actually recorded this and when it's going to air slightly a delay but it's for a reason uh i am joined today with obviously no other than your and my favorite co-host mr johnny johnny say hello to the people hey guys how's it going hope all is well all right so today we've got a special episode for you uh we are on with kevin kevin from pilot edge uh kevin heads uh marketing media relations and special uh projects for the pilot edge uh, network. I think uh, most of our listeners here obviously uh, know about Pilot Edge or what the Pilot Edge platform is uh, all about. Uh, but for the purposes of those who do not, uh, we're going to kind of get into that today and sort of understand, you know, what the platform is, what it stands for, the opportunities that the platforms uh, continue to provide, uh, so on and so forth. Kevin, say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Really nice to uh, nice to be speaking to you guys. Awesome, Kevin. Thanks for joining Thank us today. Uh, I know today's sort of episode is really to highlight uh, the SimVenture uh, uh, project that you all have been working on for quite a number of years. And yet again, we'll be doing it uh, this year. But we sort of wanted to take a step back initially to really talk about the inception of Pilot Edge or really just what Pilot Edge is for some of our newer audience or audience that are not familiar with uh, flight simming or the virtual world of uh, aviation uh, to begin with. Kevin, you want to just give us a little bit of a high-level overview to our audience on uh, Pilot Edge and, and the platform itself? Absolutely. And yeah, we'll definitely get into SimVenture stuff a little bit later on for those who may already be familiar. This isn't just going to be a you know Pilot Edge only episode. So we got some really exciting stuff about SimVenture <laughs> or virtual Oshkosh coming up. But yeah, just certainly for those who aren't familiar, um, Flight simulators over the, uh, the the past you know two decades that they've existed, um, two to three decades really have uh, have always kind of lacked a um, out of the box at least they've lacked a real um, they've lacked air traffic control. And while you know Microsoft and and Laminar Research have done a good job of of implementing um, an AI sort of air traffic control with it, which is you know text based and um, not even really voice recognition at least straight out of the box. There are a few few of those options out there. However, it really just doesn't serve the purpose that the um, of from a flight training perspective and even just uh, for for fun whatever your goal may be with it with your simulator but it does, just doesn't really serve the purpose that uh, air traffic control should have within your simulator and that is teaching you how to speak to air traffic control um, if you are a real pilot you know that you know in everyone's training you have that mic fright to get over because it is just this this thing in your head that you you know obviously you're perfectly fine maybe telling you're talking about phraseology with your cfi and going back and forth but the second that you get in that cockpit you hit that push and talk something happens um and um, i mean almost every single flight student struggles with this especially those who don't have any prior sim experience or certainly those with uh, who haven't tried pilot edge so um about uh, just over 10 years ago about 10 and a half years ago uh, pilot edge was born um founded uh, by a guy named keith smith uh, who is uh, remains the ceo today and uh, so Keith, uh, pilot himself, um, out of the Northeast, uh, out of the New Jersey area, he um, he always saw a need for 
you know, professional grade air traffic control within flight simulators, something that something that uh, out of the box the sim couldn't give you. Now, of course, there are other options out there. You have things like Batsim, of where uh, Keith actually, Keith Smith started on Batsim. He was a um, one of the um, high ups on Batsim actually for quite a, quite a few years. Uh, he was involved with the ZLA uh, ARTCC over on Batsim. And I think that's kind of where he saw the potential for something at a higher higher level. I think, um, and, and interestingly enough, people often mistake Pilot Edge and Batsim as competitors. Um, and they, they, they often kind of see them as, you know, enemies, but they're actually not. Um, Keith is very, very great friends with uh, a lot of the people who are still involved with Vapsim. Um, and Vapsim certainly serves its purpose to a certain audience. Um, Vapsim can be terrific, but the problem you have with Vapsim and the problem that Keith recognized over a decade ago is that um, you don't have the professional grade all the time. And even arguably bigger or just the same amount of problem is you can't rely on the controllers to be there. Um, anyone who's tried Vapsim has had the unfortunate you know, radio call from the controller of, all right, I'm signing off now, you know, it's time for dinner, everyone have a good night. And it's like, oh, well, okay, you know, I just I just got done programming my, my FMS or, you know, programming my GPS and, um, you know, I was about to start my engines and now my whole flight is ruined because I might as well just be doing this offline. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I say all that to say that Pilot Edge was born about 10 years ago and um, the, the big differentiator between something like Batsim and Pilot Edge is that the controllers are paid. Uh, the controllers are this is this is their job or a side job for them but either way they're paid which makes them you know it, it's a job it, it gives them the accountability and responsibility to be there um, and staff so uh, the controllers are available in pilot edges coverage area 15 hours a day seven days a week so 8 8 a.m pacific time to 11 p.m pacific time it's 15 hours uh every day of the year minus christmas and thanksgiving uh those controllers are there and what that does is obviously eliminates the problem of you know the controller signing off and your flight being ruined so um, from a from an efficiency perspective where you know if you are a if you're a pilot you know especially a real world pilot whether student or rated and you only have 30 minutes um you know at night between the time you put the kid to bed and the time you got to go to bed and you gotta you know you can hop on with the sim real quick you don't have to spend 15 minutes trying to figure out, okay, where's the ATC? Where can I fly? Um, <laughs> you know, you know that, you know, there's going to be ATC there. You, all you got to do is get the SIM fired up, connect to the network and boom, you're off and running. Um, that's the major differentiator. Of course, there are a lot of different things that are, you know, from a realism perspective, like you use the actual frequencies. So there's no, there's no frequency box. You actually, you know, if you use four flight in the airplane or whatever it may be, um, you're using the real world frequencies. Those all map to the appropriate controllers. So um, anyway, so that's that's pilot edge in a nutshell. Um, it's not just for professional or, or real world pilots. Um, you know, even if even if you're just a, a hardcore simmer, um, I think you'd find pilot edge, you know, very, um, very advantageous for you and to improve your uh, your sim experience. And now there is a, a small cost that comes with that because the controllers are paid. So there is a, a um, you know, cost to run the network. It is a company. So it's uh, 1995 a month. Um, for uh, unlimited usage of, uh, of a certain coverage area, and you can learn more about that online. However, everyone gets a free trial. So you can sign up for a free trial, you get five hours of connectivity time, um, you know, good way to get your feet wet and see what it's all about. Awesome, wow. indeed. It's, uh, it's you know, I, I kind of caught on to Pilot Edge a little bit late. Um, you know, I, I'd seen it sort of in and around the community for a little bit, but never really sort of 
uh, you know, dove into it. Batson was, like you mentioned, uh, Kevin, sort of my first stop mm-hmm. uh, from a, a virtual, real virtual air traffic control mm-hmm. network. Uh, and then I got into, you know, really starting to understand, um, you know, the pros of actually being on Pilot Edge Network and working with real air traffic controllers mm-hmm. and the network really catering to your typical GA flight experience out there in the real world. You guys do, obviously, uh, airliner operations as well. Many folks sure. uh, fly there, but the core community, and correct me if I'm wrong, is really geared towards GA flying. Um, and I think it's especially uh, critical now um, because, or I shouldn't say critical, especially uh, enticing now because you have this new sim called Microsoft Flight Sim 2020, where that sim just out of the Beautiful box VFR, yeah. is gorgeous for, for VFR, for VFR work and VFR work. And Absolutely. I've seen like, you know, being around the flight club and some of these flight schools where instructors are even now pushing their students towards going on pilot edge and, and just listening to the radios right mm-hmm. not even keen the mic so to speak just yet but just listening and understanding those radio calls and then working yourself up to actually going out there and and doing some of that pattern work doing some of that you know flying over to the practice area sure. transitioning between airspaces because that brain lock is real when you're in that real aircraft and you hit that <laughs> mic real. for the first time it, it's it's, it's <laughs> everyone real. experiences at some point everyone and, and hopefully does. less so you know with a, yeah. a background in piloted but yep. you know and, and one thing to touch on that you know yes i think naturally you do see a lot more general aviation on pilot edge than you do airliners you know just from the sim community and but that's not to say you know certainly that's not to say that that pilot edge is not good for airliners i think the reason this happens though is just because because of the the subscription-based model that pilot edge has naturally your real world pilots are going to be more inclined to be the ones who who put forth this money now right. there are plenty plenty of members who are just sim only guys and like to fly the airliners around and that's perfectly fine as long as you know what you're doing um and you you know you you're doing it at, at a professional level um at least you know i mean it, within the sim you're, you know you you know you're 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 holding yourself i guess to a, a professional standard of sim mm-hmm. uh, but i think that's mm-hmm. why that happens it's it's not that pilot edge deters airliners by any means it's just that you know if you are training or you have your own airplane those are the kinds of people who are who are more likely to see the value in yeah 20 bucks a month to stay proficient and you know to um to be able to talk to atc instead of having to take my airplane up and spend 500 bucks you know it's a fraction of the cost for unlimited usage from your own home and i think that that's why you see more ga on there than you do airliners it's just because the caliber of of person that is more likely to put forth that money but you know any you know helicopters ga you name it um, airliners whatever it is it's uh, it's all you know it's all fair game on the pilotage network mm-hmm. absolutely i think that's i think that's really cool because i know coming up um i would have given my left arm to <laughs> get some sort of um atc simulation prior to actually getting out there in the real world air because there was nothing i mean i think mm-hmm. whew, what satco back in the day yeah. um that was the closest thing we had and that was you know if everything worked right um sure. but you know of course you can practice everything you know you can practice you know all of your mm-hmm. ifr work you know if you're working your instrument ticket but the one thing you could never really simulate on the you know a consumer-based pc was air traffic control so um you know i I think uh, i think expiring aviators um coming up now um have a huge advantage i've um i've 
partook in Pilot Edge myself, and I'm just I'm just blown away. One, you have actual air traffic control, and you're not because here's what happens to me on Batson, guys. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll log in, and of course, you know, you guys know how it goes. You spend like 30 minutes getting everything pre-flighted. You get everything pre-flighted. All right, getting ready to getting ready to get my clearance, and I'm old school, right? So I'm writing up my craft and getting everything set to go, mm-hmm. and boom five minutes you know he's gone i'm just like right. oh, come on now and and, and, to your, and to your point you know um that's you know at that point it's like you know you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and log off and you know call yeah it, day, it really but... deflates your balloon it's like well that that's you know that's unfortunate you know? yeah. absolutely absolutely so i think um you know i think the service you guys provide and it's a decent price point i mean 20 bucks i mean hey what netflix is what 21 dollars now and and you know pilot edge they've never you know i say they because i'm not in charge of the uh, in charge of the the subscription costs at all but you know they they've never raised their price in all all 10 years of business so that's not yeah, to say that it'll point. never happen right. um you know i don't want to sit here and, and make claims <laughs> that it'll be like this forever but you know despite the network more than tripling it its operational costs um, yeah. with, you know, both whether it be servers or more controllers or training mm-hmm. or what have you. Um, and of course, inflation, uh, they, they've never they've never risen the price. So it's uh, it's certainly a, a steal more today now than ever um, for 20 bucks a month to be able to get all that practice in. There's a bunch of training programs as well. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, you know, there's no way I can keep up with APC. Um, I've been blown away at how impressive uh, it is to see these people who come in knowing virtually nothing about how to talk to ATC. And then they uh, they go through the self-guided training programs called the CAT rating, Communication yeah. Airspace Training Program. And within 11 flights, now of course there's a lot of work you gotta put into it yourself, but it, you get out of it what you put into it. And within 11 flights, you can be going from not talking to a single controller and being completely scared to flying between LAX and San Diego airports, which are two class Bravos with flight following in between. And mm-hmm. that might seem completely daunting for you right now, um, you know, missing restricted areas and all that. But uh, I promise you that if you put your time into it and you, you know, you, you follow, follow the course as, as it's prescribed, again, it's a self-taught kind of self-learned uh, course with some videos and material, you will get a lot out of it. And I've seen literally thousands of pilots over the, over the 10 years who have had yeah. success. Wow, the amount of a hundred low lead you save. From just- <laughs> <Right>. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, it really is, and that's that's what Pilot Edge has has been saying for years. Is I mean, if even if you can cut two hours off your flight training, I mean, that will you know your your membership is paying for itself. Yeah. Um, you know, just by having be being able to jump in the airplane, even you know for your first your very first lesson. And, you know, you look and I mean, imagine the look on your CFI's face and you say, hey, you know, you mind if I call ground and, you know, your CFI might kind of just laugh. And if he's in a good mood and, a, you know, if he's up for another good laugh, he'll say yes. And he'll <laughs> he'll he'll but then, you know, he'll be uh, dumbfounded when he hears, you know, how proficient you are. And he'll yeah. he'll probably he'll probably ask to see your logbook right then and there and say, there's no way that's your first flight. <laughs> no, that's true. I've, I've heard stories of that, you know, like is this there's lots of different sort of uh, levels of, you know, student pilots and, you know, folks from their first discovery flight, you know, right through folks that have started and stopped maybe a couple of times for, you know, whatever reason, whatever life circumstances there are. Uh, but CFIs usually can tell when someone has sort of, uh, you know, some some training, you know, if they, mm-hmm. their logbook doesn't match the actual flight hours, they know, all right, 
you totally. definitely do some stuff in the sim. And if there are <laughs> a newer CFI, they're like, all right, you, you've definitely gotten on some pilot edge. Yes. Uh, so it's it's awesome. And it's not just for student pilots as well. You mentioned earlier as well, uh, Kevin, you know, just currency. And Absolutely. it's true. Uh, you know, I, I get on here every time. I recently went up. Gosh, what was that yesterday or the day before after not being up for 30 days and in grand scheme of things 30 days isn't long but for me personally like mm -hmm. my you know specific personal minimum from yeah, a proficiency standpoint sure yeah me it's 30 days is the max for me and i start getting <laughs> jittery yeah. so i was able to come in here do the flight first the day before yeah uh, and then get out in the airplane and, and make things a little bit uh easier on myself again you it, can never sort of replicate that real fly by the seat of your pants right. feeling and that's but, not you know, what the sim is for you know the right, sim is for very specific um goals and objectives yep. whether it's you know instrument training you get to use yep. your garmin 1000 or you know for pilot edge you know talking to atc whatever it is um, mm -hmm. and you know, proficiency is a safety word and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be confused with currency. You know, currency is an right. FA minimum, yeah. um, but proficiency is a safety word. And, and the more proficient you are, the safer pilot you're going to be. Absolutely. 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 Phenomenal platform. Uh, you guys, again, uh, we are on with, uh, Kevin from pilot edge, uh, for our listeners out there unfamiliar with pilot edge. Uh, we're just going through obviously the platform uh the virtual air traffic control network and pilot network uh, and talking through sort of the inception of that and the benefits of the platform obviously as always with all of our podcasts we'll provide all the links below for you all to go out and check yourselves so kevin uh obviously i think the main focus of the show today uh is really <laughs> to talk about this incredible event uh which uh yeah. you all cleverly call simventure <laughs> yeah well like it's, it's also day you want to walk us through that sure so actually you know proficiency is kind of a good segue into simventure because um so simventure for those who who have never heard of it um hopefully you've at least heard of oshkosh which is a, a very it's a world famous air show that happens up in oshkosh wisconsin every year uh, known as airventure put on by eaa the Experiment, experimental aircraft association um, again called airventure and it happens the last week of july every single year minus 2020 we'll get into that in a minute but um it's uh it, so you know talking proficiency this air show again for those who aren't uh, aren't familiar it uh, usually has 10,000 plus airplanes, small general aviation, you know, twin and, and multi-engine airplanes that uh, that fly to, you know, this little town of Oshkosh, Wisconsin, um, and, and at the end of every July. And it is just this massive mecca for aviation. Um, everyone who is in aviation is there. You know, you name a company, they're there. Um, you name a, you know, a social media aviation influencer, they're there. Um, and it's a full week long event. And so, but with these 10,000 airplanes that, that fly to Oshkosh, um, you know, this is just a, a, yeah, it's actually a medium kind of size class Delta airport. The, the airport itself, the runways are actually good length. However, um, it, traffic count wise, it's a very small class Delta airport. Um, you know, if you go there any at 51 weeks out of the year, uh, it's going to be, you know, a pretty boring place to be. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, you go at the end of July and it just explodes with aviation. Um, so basically the in order to land uh 10,000 plus airplanes small airplanes at this airport that's you know not like jfk or lax and, and with sids and stars and everything um and you know they're all mainly all vfr by the way um they have very specific procedures as to how to get into the airport and out of the airport for that matter 
So uh, as a pilot, if you are flying to Oshkosh, you have to follow something called a uh, notice. It used to be called a notum, but I'm going to be referring it to a notice uh, here. And at least I'll try. It might uh, I might slip up. But uh, in 2022, uh, EAA uh, has they put out their notice, which used to be a notum. And they the big change this year is that they're calling it a notice and not a notum. So anyways, that's that's what that's about. Um, but uh, so yeah, AirVenture puts out a notice which has a very specific route of flight to fly to get into the airport. It's it's basically one single file line, um, and with that, there's ATC. That's it is the purest form of ATC with you know just VFR and eyeballs. There's no radar. Um, there's no you know beacon codes. None of that. It's just binoculars, eyeballs, radios, and. Um, so wow. to, yep. uh, you know, as a pilot flying into Oshkosh is not only a fantastic experience, but it could also be a little bit of a daunting experience mm -hmm. where you are, you know, especially if you are, um, you know, just from, you know, kind of a podunk town or you're just not very comfortable flying in busy airspace, despite mm -hmm. this being class, you know, uh, class Delta airspace, at least the airport itself. Uh, it does not feel like it. It feels like a Bravo or busier because of the amount of air traffic that happens that one week of the year. So for a pilot, it can be a little bit overwhelming. And so um, flashback to now 2020. Uh, this is actually more so January 2020, really before, you know, right before the world changed. And um, we over at Pilot Edge, we kind of had this thought of, you know, we, we could do a virtual Oshkosh um, and we, you know, we have the infrastructure, we have the contacts um, to to do this. And so we kind of started building it out. We got a little beta test team together and we, we did a few test runs. We realized, yeah, you know, this is actually possible. Um, and so, yeah, we started kind of putting the pieces together and then March and April hit and COVID changed the world. And um, it was really interesting that happened because uh, I think it was Gosh, I used to know the date. Um, I think it was a date in May where EAA pulled the plug on Oshkosh for that year. And that was kind of, you know, obviously the the country and, and a lot of the world was kind of shut down at that point. But that was kind yeah. of the first real big hit for aviators as far as a, a hobbyist goes. You know, obviously the airlines right. are taking a big hit. But as far as a hobbyist goes, it's like, wait, you're you're canceling Oshkosh? Like that, that's never, you know, it hasn't happened in 50 plus years. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, uh, it, it was, but then, you know, we're looking at ourselves and we haven't even announced anything. I don't think of SimVenture yet, but we kind of thought, man, like it's kind of up to us now. You know, we, we have the potential to do this and to to provide people a way to have fun and still kind of have a nostalgic feel of Oshkosh from their homes when everyone's locked up. So anyways, um, the big kicker, by the way, the sim venture, it, you know, I, I bet we, we can do it a virtual sim venture or virtual Oshkosh all day long. But the big kicker to all this is that we have the actual Oshkosh air traffic controllers. So um, again, for those who aren't familiar, you know, I mentioned a little bit the, the purest form of Osh of ATC with this and um, who better to do it than the ones who actually do it for the show so how it works and 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 a lot of people might not know this it's not the actual it's not the controllers who work oshkosh the other 51 weeks out of the year oshkosh is actually a contract control tower if you know the difference they're federal and they're contract control towers um federal are run by the faa contract the faa contracts out to a contract company to run the FAA, to run the tower it's generally because it's a it's a smaller facility it's not very busy and the faa just doesn't need to have direct oversight from it uh, for it i should say 
Um, so they just contracted out. Well, Oshkosh is a contract tower for 51 weeks out of the year, but for that Oshkosh week for EAA AirVenture, uh, a group of volunteers who are FAA controllers, they basically, they, they have to apply and they have to get, um, they have to get selected. It's, it's kind of an honor and they, um, they don't get paid. They actually use their own time off oh, wow. to go wow. out and they volunteer to work this. And that's how much these guys love this. And that's so cool to me <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that they are so into this, that they are willing to use their own time off and go work airplanes on their vacation time. Um, just because of what it is and it's Oshkosh. And so anyways, we were able, because these guys love it so much and because no one had anything to do in, in the summer of 2020, um, we were able to get uh, a group of them to come work sim venture with us. And it wow. was the coolest thing to work with these guys, um, you know, to, to kind of, you know, bring them on and connect them to the pilot edge network and kind of explain what they're going to be doing. But there was very little training involved. These guys hit the ground running and it was phenomenal. Wow. And I just had the biggest smile on my face. We, ra we ran them a little bit with our test group a bit, uh, you know, to, just the pre practice runs and, um, and they were just phenomenal. And it, I just, I couldn't help but smile and think, man, we, we really have something here. So anyways, that was 2020. We, uh, we really focused kind of, kind of a nostalgic approach. It was a, it's a great event. Uh, we were part of EA's official, uh, spirit of aviation week, as they called it, which was kind of their virtual air venture that they held online. So they still had some classes and stuff on zoom and things, um, some, some workshops and all that, but obviously nothing in person. Yeah. Um, then, so 2021, uh, air venture happened, um, the, the real one. And, but what we did is we said, okay, you know, we're going to kind of shift a little bit from a, from a, oh, you know, no one can go to air venture. Cause obviously people can go now to, we're going to make this more of a training situation. And so we're going to allow people to, uh, fly in practice the approach and departure into and out of Oshkosh about a week to a week and a half before they do it for real. Um, and so that's kind of where we are even today in, in 2022, going into uh, July, where we have SimVenture 2022 planned, um, where it's a, it's a training scenario where pilots can prepare themselves to fly into the actual Oshkosh. Now, if you're not a pilot or if you don't um, plan on flying to Oshkosh this year, that doesn't mean that you can't participate. We, we encourage you to participate. And in fact, I believe that this is a fantastic byproduct of what we've created here is that um, for even just a sim only pilot, if you are interested in feeling like it, what it would feel to, to actually fly to Oshkosh and to be in contact with the actual air traffic controllers while you do it, then this is a perfect opportunity for you. And we, wow. we encourage you, we invite you to do this. So it, it really hits two markets here. You know, the, the really, the market that we really like to the hit is, is the pilots who are planning to fly to air venture, because this will, you know, again, back to proficiency, this will make them safer pilots. Um, there is no requirement, FA requirement to practice this ahead of time, but you know, it's a, it's a very non-standard procedure, uh, complete with a lot of visual reference points. Um, you're flying just a half mile behind the airplane in front of you at yeah. a very specific altitude, a very specific speed, and you are making very unusual and sharp maneuvers mm -hmm. to get from, you know, your downwind base to final. Um, it, it is it is some of the tighter turns that you've probably made in an airplane, and some of it is going to be very uncomfortable for you. Um, Oshkosh has dots. Most people are familiar with that, at least, the colored <laughs> dots on the runway. Um, yeah. One of the runways has a, has squares on it, but most of them, or the, the other two have dots. Those are 
uh, used as, as touchdown points. So what that means is that if you're landing on, say, the green dot, which is about halfway down runway 27, um, the, the controller will tell you something like, aim for the orange, land on the green. Well, the orange is basically uh, just beyond the runway numbers, but he wants you to touch down on the green, which is about halfway down the <laughs> runway. So your visual reference points on a typical base leg are gonna be so screwy because yeah. you're basically on the base mm -hmm. aiming for the numbers. And so these are the kinds of things that we want to be able to train pilots ahead of time to prepare for um, things like this. And of course, it's all dynamic. The odds of you, you know, getting, uh, I should say, there's nothing to say that you're actually gonna get, you know, that specific, you know, aim for the orange land on the green when you actually go there. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's the point of preparing yourself for these unusual situations, being able to adjust on a whim. And it is just so cool to watch these guys do what they do best uh, and jump in there. And we have had a phenomenal success rate from the pilot's perspective as far as, um, we really didn't know back in 2020. And I flat out told the controllers this. I said, guys, we don't know how this is gonna go. You know, this is, the, these are flight sim pilots, you know, a lot of them, um, because, you know, we weren't really, again, since there was no Oshkosh that year, we weren't really hitting on the training value. You know, it was more so just right. like, hey, come fly in a simulated Oshkosh. Um, but, uh, so I told him, I said, Hey, this is just a bunch of flight sim pilots for the most part. I don't know how this is going to go. Um, and they all kind of said, Hey, we, we're trained for this. Like they see people not doing the right thing all the time. All the time. It, it is, it is, a, it is amazing how many people they say, you know, deviate from the procedure at Oshkosh. And so they're used to dealing with people who aren't following the, the proper procedures. And so um thankfully we actually had terrific compliance people did a great job reading the then called notum uh, now mm -hmm. called notice and uh and and i was very impressed by everyone who who participated we had over a thousand landings um at oshkosh that well, over the course of four days wow. we run the event across four days about three to four hours every day um and yeah it was just a constant stream of arrivals and then last year we up we were up to i think either 1100 or 1200 so we're hoping wow. to break that again this year um but yeah, overall, you know, it's just a great experience, whether you are a pilot heading to heading planet ahead to air adventure um, or just a sim pilot who always has, you know, been, you know, seen Oshkosh and think, man, that that'd be cool. And this is really your shot to um, to experience what it would feel like if you were actually going up there and hear the hear the ATC talking a, a thousand miles a minute. Um, for those who aren't familiar, you actually don't even talk back. Nope. So for the most part, um, it's very rare that you actually key the mic flying an air venture. It's all about rocking the wings. So rock your wings is a huge phrase there. Um, it just, you know, the controllers will use that so they don't have to unkey their mic. So they are just mm -hmm. talking, talking, talking nonstop. They'll say, you know, blue Cessna over Fisk, which is the uh, basically the big town that joins this uh, what's called Fisk arrival, which is the procedure in the notice. Um, to get airplanes into Oshkosh and they'll say, you know, blue Cessna over Fisk, rock your wings. And, you know, they're looking for you to go, you know, to, for you to rock your wings back and forth. And, you know, you do a 20, 30 degree rock and they'll say, you know, good rock, continue up the railroad tracks, 1800 feet, 90 knots, center right base, you know, inside the gravel pit, runway 27. And they just get to do this over and over and over. And that way they don't have to key the mic. They're not waiting for readbacks. And occasionally, you know, they'll, they'll converse with you. They'll, you know, when it's slower, but, um, you know, overall it's, it's, you don't really say much. So it's very unique, very unusual, but that's why that in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions, it's, you know, this training is necessary ahead of time to make people safer. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't imagine being in a situation, you know, never being exposed to it. Let's say you're, you know, a new pilot, 
and you know you decide to go to Oshkosh and <laughs> you know it can be <laughs> I oh, mean yeah. just being you know you know you start reading the notes you're like wait a minute maybe I should kind of rethink <laughs> this thing but to have the have the ability to be able to go in there and actually go through the process and you're not you're not just going through the mm -hmm. process you're going through the process with real world controllers who do this thing day in and day out exactly. you, you can't put a price on that you and there are even a few of the controllers who um i was actually just going through some of the footage from last year um uh last night that uh, i was actually just combing through some stuff and and for promotional material for this year and uh there are some controllers that we have who um again real world oshkosh you know controllers uh who when it's a little slower with sim venture they do a little bit of um, kind of background and, and explanation, you know, saying like, hey, you know, what we usually do here, we have you guys turn base here because X, Y, Z. So they're mm, they're explaining wow. a little bit too, and it, which is really, you know, it really adds to the whole to the whole experience. Now, you know, it's not a full training session by any means, and it's only a few of those sure. guys that go the extra mile and, and do that. But when it's slow and they have the opportunity, you know, they know what's at stake here too. They know that the pilots that they are talking to could very well be the pilots they're going to talk to the next week at the show. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they, they, uh, they want everyone to learn and, and ideally, you know, everyone, uh, would, would fly in sim venture and everyone would be safer for it. And especially the, you know, even the ones who've gone there before, you're only flying this procedure once a year. So right. it's not a bad idea to just hop on pilot edge again, the free trial. If, you know, even if you don't want to fork up 20 bucks, you got five hours worth, which is, plenty of time to shoot several approaches and, and sim venture mm -hmm. and um and and then you know you can you can uh, hop on there and, and gain some proficiency out of it so uh, i'd say that's the only the only unrealistic thing of sim venture is that it's more of a um it's more based on it, it's more centered around you land and then you taxi back and you take off and you go do it again versus at air venture you land and you you know spend the night and you're spend the whole week whatever you let you leave at the end of the week but you yeah. know for here we kind of have a constant flow of traffic where we're landing and departing at the same time um it's a lot of fun we got uh we have special scenery for uh the simulators that is required to use it's it, and it's free for all people with a pilotage account um but it's got uh, it's got flagmen in there that will point you to the, in the right direction um we introduced last year we introduced dynamic flagmen which means that That's we can so inject nuts. the flagmen wow. on demand to wow. change the traffic flows this allowed us to change runway flows so we weren't using the same runways all the time um so you know we've got wow. a lot of cool technology <laughs> over at pilot edge that we can use and we take advantage of that certainly with sim venture that is nuts guys again if for some reason you've never heard of air venture go there's tons and tons <laughs> for some of reason. youtube clips out there youtube is great for that and yeah. it is nuts like Ke kevin is being modest like that <laughs> that thing is nuts even for the most uh you know sophisticated and experienced pilots out there like me personally I would never go there single pilot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, and that's not a bad th yeah to have a yeah. spotter in your right seat yep. to you know to help spot traffic because um, before you get to this town of Fisk, like I mentioned, which is only about ten miles outside of the airport, before you get there, you are all visual. The Traycom yeah. will not give you flight following because it is just too busy. The center right. will not give you flight following, so um, it is you know you're on your own out there, and, and there, you know certainly ADSB and things like that have have helped. Uh, for situational awareness but mm -hmm. you know you are all emerging at a common point and you know that's at a com at, at the same altitude mind you so yeah. you know it is um it can get hairy there's no question about it and um 
And so having a spotter is is not a bad idea. And also, you know, whether they can whether they spot for you or whether they can just hold the note the notice, uh, right. you know, the the printed out notice that you're going to be flipping through, uh, they can just hold that for you. And hopefully, you've highlighted some things ahead of time. Um, you know, some of the important things. So yeah, I think having a buddy to go in there with is a great idea. But you know, with that said, plenty of people go in there single pilot as well. And, and I hope that they're, you know, I hope they're taking the time to review um, ahead of time and, and hopefully you'll even fly in Sinventure. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I don't know though, but who who would not want to turn down to be, uh, you know, to right be the, the guy or the gal in the right seat, you know, totally. just kind of hanging out. Eyeballs out the window. <laughs> I'll take that for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not checked out Pilot Edge before, I hope this has uh, caused you to at least go take a gander over at their website. Uh, like Kevin mentioned, uh, they've got a ton of technology out there that really helps bring the overall immersive experience um of uh you know flying virtual airplanes uh together uh and this sim venture uh, opportunity here is uh is certainly a highlight of just some of the technology aspects that they have there i will certainly be participating this year uh yeah, looking forward to it close traffic uh, sure. will be there representing yeah you guys will have um, a tent exactly yeah, yeah. yeah we'll that's one thing we do with, <laughs> yeah one thing to decorate decorate our, our scenery i mentioned you know that uh, that we put out scenery so we got a lot of a uh, lot of flight sim companies that are going to be represented there with with tents and all that um so that's kind of fun a lot of people enjoy you know when they do land or or even you know even ahead of the whole event when they just download the scenery they kind of go explore and see kind of what's there and what's represented yeah. so it's kind of a nice it's really uh cool. just kind of a nice little fun easter egg we throw in there yeah that's gonna be nice i can't wait for that uh kevin anything else you'd like to uh you know sort of highlight as it relates to uh, either SimVenture or pilot edge as a as a whole for the uh the audience i guess i would just uh i would just say you know whether it's SimVenture or pilot edge um don't be uh, don't be intimidated by getting started whether it's a, a technology intimidation of oh i don't even you know i don't even know what to do to connect it oh i got to connect somewhere what does that mean you know it is really easy uh there's guides all on on the pilot edge website um, both videos and textual guides of how to connect it's it's very easy to get started um there are uh, pilot edge has a discord server where you can go and get live real-time chat support uh there's also even some some avenues where you can get uh, live one-on-one -on -one help via screen share uh, to get started as well so don't let any sort of um you know don't let that be your excuse i guess is, is what i'm saying to get started and and so whether it's a technological uh hesitation or just a you know talking to atc hesitation um don't let those be your 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 blockade here and then you know seek help there are plenty of people it's a fantastic community especially over there on the discord server for pilot edge uh fantastic community who will answer any question you have uh regardless of, of how advanced or simple and a lot of people over there who can just kind of mentor you as well and they're just people who love aviation love flight simulators and um it, it's really a, a cool the community to see over there on the discord and see everyone interact with each other too cool no excuses guys for shoddy radio work no <laughs> and, excuses uh, <laughs> and of course <laughs> and of course i know you guys will put the the link at the bottom um, but you know it's either pilotedge.net or to go directly to the simventure page uh, you can either go to the homepage pilotedge.net there's a big simventure logo on the right or you can go to pilotedge.net simventure and that'll take you right there as well uh, it's being held july 14th through 17th 
Uh, again, four-day event, Thursday through Sunday. So we try and stagger the times a little bit too. It'll be three to four-hour windows every day. Um, hopefully that way, uh, whatever you have going on in your own life or wherever you live within the world, will hit your time zone or your free time at least for a little bit of, uh, of that uh, extended weekend there. And uh, that'll you know lead right into Air Venture, which is about a week and a half after that. So hopefully we'll catch you, for those who are going, hopefully we'll catch you before you start your journey out there as well and give you a chance to uh, to practice with the real guys in Sim Venture. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's amazing. Um, one last question for you, Kevin, not mm -hmm. to put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> but I know my, my compadre, Johnny, over there is probably wondering this as well. Uh, if you do know, it may not be your department even. Uh, but this wait, let me guess. Expansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I get asked this a lot? Um, I'm sure. A lot. Yeah. I, I'm I don't sure. blame you. I don't. I don't blame you for asking. So, um, what? What for the for the listeners? What they're what they're referring to is um, Pilot Edge does have a, a defined coverage area. I guess this is also a bit of a difference from Batsim, where it is worldwide. Um, of course, though, you know, spotty ATC, you never really know where the coverage is going to be. But uh, Pilot Edge commits to their 15 hour a day, seven day a week coverage on the western half of the United States. So essentially, if you take the Texas Panhandle and you draw a line northbound, it's roughly everything west of that line. Um, and uh, now you might be thinking, well, Wisconsin's east that line. Well, yes, we do make an exception uh, for, for SimVenture. We, we staff up the, the area around Oshkosh. Uh, but nothing too seriously again you know no tracon services or anything like that uh, it's also a vfr only event no ifr operations just because there'd be very little to gain there for a pilot um, who's training right. uh, ifr operations are rather standard uh for for air venture you do need a slot but that's not something that we're going to get into so but as far as the expansion goes um yeah so what they're talking about is is are we go are are, are we going to expand you know east of that line that i kind of just said um, there's nothing, nothing in the works, nothing to announce, I guess, is the unfortunate answer. Um, but I do want to elaborate a little bit on that just because of how much, uh, you know, that, that everyone gets that question about pilot edge. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the, I mentioned at the very beginning founder and CEO, Keith Smith, he flies out of New Jersey. Um, he built this network in Los Angeles center airspace. And then about five to six years ago, it expanded to the whole Western half of the United States. So mm -hmm. for about four or five years, the company was only kind of in in the West, like literally the West Coast. And and um, so, you know, I think it, it's very telling that a guy would build this network on the opposite side of the country um, mm -hmm. from where he lives. And he it's you now he did earlier in his life. He did did, did spend some time in Northern California. Um, but again, it wasn't even in Northern California that they started, they started in Southern California. So, right. uh, basically I say this to say that if you are, if you are, if that is the reason that, that you, I'm talking to the listener, not necessarily you, but it, you know, to the <laughs> listener, if that is the reason that you're not on pilot edge or, or that you, you haven't considered it, or you just they try using, or you still use that sim, um, I would encourage you to really take a moment and think what it is you're looking to accomplish in your sim. I mentioned earlier that, you know, sims are good for, for specific goals, whether it may be um, instrument flying, whatever, whatever your sim is, is for in your home. But it, regardless of what your goal is, I'm almost certain, unless you are really just, uh, you know, unless you live in a very bizarre area. Now I know, you know, obviously like the New York area, very complex airspace there. I'd say that's the one piece of airspace that would be Southern California airspace as far as complexity. Yeah. Um, however, aside from that, airspace is airspace an airport is an airport runways are runways phraseology phraseology the faa mm -hmm. does not require or or even recommend 
anyone to do preparation before flying to a new airport, right? Um, there, think about it. If you land somewhere and you make a mistake, saying, sorry, it's my first time here is not a valid excuse. The FAA is not going to say, oh, okay, you know, no problem. We understand. We, we love our newbies. Um, you know, I'm talking real world here, you know, and, and yep. the same thing for the airline pilots, you know, airline pilots, especially, you know, they're going to airports they've never been to before. Um, you know, especially when they're on their, their forward side of their career with that airline. And again, you know, making a mistake and saying, oh, sorry, first time here. It's never, a never, a you know, never an excuse. Um, right. The airlines do not, you know, they do not staff a first officer and a captain, making sure that one of them has been there for before. That's not a thing. Again, I'm saying all these things to, to really hammer in that the FAA has standardized the procedure to, of, of everything, whether it's class alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, you know, echo airspace, um, and whether it's the phraseology, um, who you call, where you find a frequency, the charts, it's all the same. You know, sure, the runway numbers might be a little bit different, um, but there are 80 towered airports in the pilot edge coverage area, zero. And the odds of you being able to find one that pretty closely resembles the, air, the airport and the airspace that you fly out of in the real world is pretty high. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so again, try and think of what's important to you. If you're an instrument pilot flying, you know, training for the ILS, and let's say your home, home uh, airport has runway, you know, two one, and then look in Pilot Edge and, and see, okay, you know, maybe there's a 2-1 ILS somewhere, just so you can still get that get that orientation of your flying, you know, on a 210 course, roughly, you know. Um, and and again, you know, I to top all and, and the Pilot Edge community, by the way, is there to help you. So if you, you know, jump in the Discord, pilotedge.net slash Discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D. If you're unfamiliar with Discord, you can read about it there. Um, but, you know, you can jump in there and say, hey, you know, I fly out of XYZ airport on the East Coast. You know, what is a good a comparable airport, um, you know, on the West Coast that or I shouldn't say West Coast, Western half of the United States that mm -hmm. that could help me on pilot edge. Um, and I, I will I will conclude that little aside with saying that um, that, you know, you're a pilot, right? And you're not just going to want to fly in your home airport, in your home surrounding airspace when you get your license or when you get your instrument ticket, whatever you may be, you know, mm -hmm. your your girlfriend or your wife, they're not gonna think it's cool if you, you know, you can't fly more than 20 miles away from your airport, right? <laughs> so you're gonna wanna be able to go hundred miles out to lunch somewhere or rent a plane yep. when you're on the opposite side of the country and, and go up. So you wanna be able to have that, that familiarization with how to read a sectional chart and how to just mm -hmm. break out a, an ILS plate and brief it and fly it and and not just memorize everything that's at your home airport. So why I say, you know, again, all that just to say that while yes, it'd be probably nice and efficient and convenient for you to be able to fly at your home airport on Pilot Edge, um, there might actually be some training value in not because you're learning to fly separate airspace, you're learning this new skill of deciphering completely foreign airspace to you and going and flying within it so which only make you you know more comfortable to do so when that opportunity arises in the real airplane it's an interesting perspective never thought about it like that very interesting yeah that makes message. Sense. i mean it does message. yeah <laughs> you know uh, there's a it's easy to get kind of lulled into that you know false sense of security Absolutely. You know, where you just got that little, you know, like I said, 20 mile cluster and, you know, you've never looked at a sectional in Arizona. You've never looked at a sectional in California. You right. know, it's, it's, you know, it's definitely some, you know, a lot more to, you know, digest in different areas. So, you know, helps you, you know, makes a better pilot out of you for sure. Totally. Indeed. 
All right, Kevin, this has been fantastic, man. Thank you for yeah, really nice fun. chatting with you both. Post traffic podcast. Absolutely. Uh, certainly looking forward to uh, some uh, uh, the feedback here from our audience, and uh, we will be checking on you all. We will be checking who went over the pilot edge, <laughs> and at least checked out the website. <laughs> and extra points for at least signing up for the trial and actually checking it out. Uh, for Absolutely. Those of you, uh, that flight sim out there. So uh, greatly appreciate it, Kevin. Johnny, any parting words? Oh man, keep the blue side up, and um, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, that was good. <laughs> no, I got nothing, brother. What about you, man? <laughs> nope, all good, man. This was uh, this was fantastic. Close traffic uh, is signing out, and we appreciate each and every one of you as always. And uh, we shall see you next time. Thanks. We'll see you.